you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Uh, hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you have it, thechrisvossshow.com. The musical coming to you soon from the Chris Voss Show studios in Chris Vosslandia. Uh, we hired an opera singer for it. I still, it's been a week. I'm still trying to get over it. <laughs> that was half yodel, half opera. Wasn't it? Was it though? She did such a great job. She's like, a, she's like one of those classic people, and and she's like, this guy's an idiot. What does he want? He wants me to do this. Anyway, guys, we have an amazing guest on the show with us today. He's super popular on Instagram and TikTokity, uh, as we like to call it over here. Uh, he's an author and a comedian. So if you don't laugh during this show, I don't know. You might want to see a psychiatrist there. Uh, so there you go. We're going to be talking to him about his uh, infamous books, his infamous books, and uh, some of the works that he has done. He's been on the show before. I think this is his second or third time on the show. It's been a number of years, and we decided to have him return again. Uh, but in the meantime, as always, we have to do the guilting and shaming of the plugs at every show. For some reason, the advertisers have to have their way with us. Uh, so Refer the show to your family, friends, or relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Chris YouTube.com, Chris LinkedIn.com, Chris and Chris Foss one on the tickety talkie. although we're not as cool as my good friend Brad, who's on the show today. Uh, but we're trying to be. We're working on it. We're trying to, we're trying to get some of his... Uh, his suave on the uh, social media network there. Give us five-star reviews on the Chris uh, Voss Show iTunes account. Uh, he is an amazing gentleman. He's an author. He's a funny bone. I've known him for, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 years now. He's funny as, sh as hell. Uh, and uh, we uh, have him joining us now on the show. Brad Goss is a Toronto-based comedian and author. Over his career, he's penned more than 100 humor books which is approximately 100 more books than the average Twitter user has ever read. Boy, that's a trend. Isn't it 101 more books? Uh, it's a negative. Uh, comedy style. His comedy style leans towards dark, sarcastic, and edgy. With the delivery so dry, it makes the Sahara look like a water park. Am I doing his stand-up uh, here? <laughs> uh, imagine Ron serling telling jokes and you're pretty broad serling actually uh telling jokes and you're pretty much there uh on a social media he has a social media following that surpasses the one million mark brad is what you call internet famous in quotes which is like being regular famous but with more trolls <laughs> i am doing his bit aren't i uh i feel am i copying a stand-up is this legal is this copyright i don't want to come up and get punched by uh no it's by all written by chat gpt you're good <laughs> um he is the mastermind between various projects like the card game identity war and his own merchandise line uh these aren't just side hustles they're side empires well uh it you know, if it makes the side bitches happy, then there you go. Welcome to the show, Brad. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh, I had a line that I forgot to put into the show. I was going to introduce you as he will tickle your bone on the delivery, but they're still there. So there you go. So, uh, Brad, give us your dot coms. Where do you want people to find you on the interweb, which is in the sky? Bradgoss.com. That's me. It's that simple. There you go. Bradgoss.com. And of course, you can see he's killing on Instagram and, and, uh, and TikTok. So, Brad, give us like a 30,000 overview of what you do and how you do it in your words. He's like, give me enough words so I can sip my coffee. Damn it. Exactly. That's basically it's a stalling. What he's it's a stalling for. technique. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Uh, I've been a comedian for uh, just over four years. Uh, it's a midlife crisis uh, lane change. <laughs> and um, uh, it's been good to me. I've always kind of been funny. At least I thought, I think I'm funny uh, and a few people, a few other people agree. Um, and uh, so I've been doing that for about four years and uh, turned out to be, uh, you know, I, I kind of stumbled into this niche of writing children's books for adults. And um, uh, here I am 139 books deep and uh, no sign of stopping. Now tell us what these uh, books are about. Uh, what's, what's the framing around them? 
So the idea, this and and uh, like this started with the dumbest. It was the dumbest thing. I had this. I had this clip art company called Vector Tunes years ago, and um, I made some Facebook ads for Vector Tunes, and the and the ads were you can do anything with our clip art, even children's books. And then it was you know like you know uh, why Daddy hits mommy, a kid's guide to understanding alcoholism. <laughs> you know, and it was just like so crass, right? And you and had the successful company for a long time with Vector Tunes. You you were killing yeah. it, and you were funny with that. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that business, um, and that was kind of born out of you know my own need for cartoons for my own marketing, and um, and the ads that I created they didn't move the needle for the business at all. Like nobody, no, it didn't drive a single customer, but they all went viral. And then I was like, okay, this I'm onto something different here. And you know, you kind of got to follow the follow the excitement. And so um, I made a TikTok video with the same book cover. Why mm-hmm. didn't mommy and i just said all i said was and i I just started on tiktok and i was like i might try a little comedy on tiktok we'll see what happens and and i said you know my name's brad goss i write books for children but my publisher keeps rejecting them why do you think they rejected and then i showed the cover of this book and it got like a million views and this was early days on tiktok and uh i started reading the comments chris and they were just out of control it was like you know why can't you read this book to us? Why can't we buy this book? All these questions came up and I, and I thought, okay, you know, I could write this. It was just the cover. And I was like, I could write this, you know, it's not rocket science. And so I sat mm-hmm. down on a Saturday with my iPad and wrote out why daddy hits mommy in the style of Dr. Seuss. And, um, and then I, and then I read it on TikTok, and they were like, why can't you show us the pages? And I'm like, I got to make this, a, I got to do this now. It's got to be a book. Yeah. I knew to, and I, <clears throat> I knew how to self publish. So I thought, okay, I'll self-publish this on Amazon. And the next time I do a video, I'll show the pictures, I'll show the pages, and I'll say you could buy it. And people started buying this book, man. And it was just like, you know, each time I did an iteration of that video, I'd get like a million plus views. And then I'm like, this, this is working. Like, this is working. And, uh, and so, you know, I, then the next time I did it, I made sure the book was ready to set, ready to buy before I did the first video. Mm-hmm. And then, so the second book was Don't Bathe with Uncle Joe. <laughs> um, setting boundaries with adults and, um, and that one sold. And then, you know, I, my racist Quran, and then it was just like one after the other, after the other. Um, and they're really easy to make. I have a full-time cartoonist who works for me. And so I just kind of give them a list of stuff to draw. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that I, that I stumbled on, but, um, I've always been one to learn that if you stumble on something and it works, you know, double down, triple down until it doesn't work anymore. And, <laughs> Somehow it's still working. It's still working. It's still working. Hundred plus books in. Yeah. And uh, so they're irreverent. They're snarky. They're comedy. Uh, it's 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 interesting because I I follow you as you know and and make comments on your thing and and there's a lot of people who boy you sure hit their trigger button. They don't. They do not have a comedy bone. No, I love that. <laughs> um, because you know what I've learned is, and, and you probably know this too with social media, you know, the people who love you, they'll tell you that was funny and you'll reply with thank you. And that's the end of your exchange. Yeah. But if somebody says you're grooming children, <laughs> we're going to have 99 comments deep in that thread and oh, you're yeah. going to drive way more engagement to my videos than the people who love me. And all, the whole time you think you're just, you know, arguing with me, but you're actually getting me more views and you, you know, you're making me, you know, a fractions of a cent every time we do that and it's like you know it's it's like it's just and and i have a thick skin because i come from the internet world i've always been yeah. online doing you know and so i've learned to take a lot of abuse mm. and so for me triggering people is like a sport it's like <laughs> it's like sport hunting and i love triggering people like it just makes me smile from ear to ear when someone hate like they they don't understand comedy and they just hate me it's like it's the best feeling in the world when I'm misunderstood. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on, on the internet. You know, for yeah. years, it was like 15 or 16, 17 years we've been on, I think since officially 2006 on YouTube. And and for a long time, you know, people, they write those trolling comments or hate comments or they're going back and forth, having some nuclear war or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, hey, thanks. You just, you, you, you're insulting me and telling me how stupid and dumb I am, but you're actually getting me paid. Yeah. Tell me how dumb I am because I pick up, like you said, a penny or two. <laughs> yeah. And you know what they say when you say that, right? They always say, oh, yeah, enjoy the half a cent that I just made you. And then I always reply with, now you know your value. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, 
So give us uh, give us some of your top titles or favorite titles that you've written so we can uh, tease some of these out to the people. I just happen to have a stack right here because I always have them at my desk. <laughs> yeah, so. have a stack. Um, <laughs> Mom's OnlyFans, New Beginnings from Difficult Choices. Oh, oh. That's a good one. Um, one of my favorites is Race Wars. <laughs> um, Mom and Dad's Swinger Party. This is the one that got me death threats. Wow. Actual death threats. Um, and one of my newest books is called I Love Corn. <laughs> and you have the you have the artistry there. Uh, you have the uh, uh, Dr. Seuss-like pictures. And then you put the spin on the words. Uh, and uh, yeah. It's it's just brilliant what you do, and and they're Thank funny, you. they're simple, like you know you're not writing war and fucking peace over there. No, no, <laughs> all 139 books don't even come close to the word count of war and peace. <laughs> like they don't come close to the word count of any of your paperbacks. You know what I mean? It's just like they're, you know, they're 50 word books. You know, 60 word books. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. Why did I write my whole book? Of, all those all those words i was like hey you got to go over a certain word count and they're like uh you're like yeah and uh and so you you go on uh what's that uh what's that uh, random site that you go on where they you randomly meet people on the internet it's called omegle it's like a omegle, chat roulette yeah. of of video it's like zoom for strangers right you just yeah. you double click escape and you have a new stranger every time um and it's 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 where i polish and practice my crowd work there you go. Uh, and and uh, it's funny, you become internet famous. Like you'll be sitting there just good doing videos, uh, either live or whatever on your on your TikTok. And these people know you. They'll be like, hey, oh, yeah. it's the guy. Yeah. It's the guy. It's the guy. It's the yeah. guy. It's the children's book guy. Yeah. And they call people over and stuff. Yeah. And I get stopped in the airport. Like it's, it's <laughs> I love it. I, I love, I love it. How's the and then you give dad advice too? I think that's pretty funny. I like the dad advice. I love giving dad advice. Yeah, because I feel you know, like it. I feel like it naturally fits in with reading you stories, right? It's like it's a you were getting a bedtime story, and then, and then you get a couple years older, and now you're going to get dad advice. Wow, there you go. Uh, this, so these books are killing it. They're funny as hell. You do have to have some comedy. Um, the uh and now you've you've kind of stepped into over the last few years i've been watching you uh in just doing stand-up comedy yeah and yeah. how's that working out horrible <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's you know it's a lot easier i like to say that i'm a stay-at-home comedian mm -hmm. because like it's a lot easier here in my basement where yeah. i kind of control the environment you know i can uh, if things aren't going well i can just you know delete the video or whatever but um you know i i've been doing uh, I'm doing a lot of standup. Um, I love it. Audiences are mixed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they love it. I, because I go dark, right? I tell a lot of dark jokes, and you know, <laughs> like I joke about things that people don't. They're not sure if they are allowed to laugh about, and so they all kind of look at each other, and that while they're looking at each other, they go, "Oh," you know, because they don't know. And I and so just like I like triggering people, I actually don't mind being up on a stage and listening to the entire audience just groan. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, when, whenever the punchline of a, of a joke is either, you know, about homeless people or George Floyd, I'm going to get groans. Yeah. It's hard now in comedy. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, Bill Maher and everybody, they, they talk about how hard comedy is now where, you know, so much wokeness and people just don't have a funny bone anymore. You know, I'm okay it, with it. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to trigger. I'm, I really yeah. am. Like I, I, it sounds silly to say it, but I really am happy. Like I've watched back my tapes. You know mm -hmm. where where I'm where I'm doing it in front of a crowd, and I hear those groans, and I po <laughs> and I post them on social media, and people are like, "Oh, you bombed!" I'm like, "I didn't bomb." You, you know what bombing is? Bombing is when they're silent. That's bombing. Yeah, that's if, that's. If I make uh, them laugh a little bit or groan a little bit, that's not bombing yeah. to me. That's like, hey, I got a reaction. I made you. I made you uncomfortable. And even if that joke made you uncomfortable, the next one's going to make you laugh because you need to, now you need to feel better. <laughs> You've got to find that you, yeah. you've hit the bottom and you got to come back up again. Yeah. You know, all, the greatest comedians, uh, are, are the ones who can, ki who can die on stage and then kill with it. Yep. Like, uh, you know, some of my greatest, uh, funniest comedians, I'm, I'm thinking of the one that passed away recently. That was a Canadian one who used to do SNL's, uh, uh, Norm Macdonald. Oh yeah, like Norm Macdonald. You know he he Hilarious. goes on Conan and just fucking reads the paper. Yeah, <laughs> people are going. This is the driest shit ever. What 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 is going on? 
and he just does that. And then for folks on YouTube, we want to encourage people to go watch us on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio on this, which most people consume, uh, you've got to see Brad's background. You got a hell of a collection back there. What are some of your favorite pieces back in your collection? It engages the children, which uh, you know I love to do. Um, it's a comic book collection, and then there's some coins back there. Um, but my my favorites are there's a couple comics, and it's right off my left shoulder here. There's one there called Murder Clowns. That's mine, and I actually I published my own comic, and I got them graded, and that was like the most fun thing. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like looking at like because I'm a narcissist, I love looking at my own shit. Uh, I mean stuff. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like looking at my own shit. So, uh, you know, I, I uh, my favorite pieces are my own pieces. Yeah. Well, they I mean, they should be. I mean, yeah. you should love your work. But you've got all sorts of collectibles. I see an Action Comics back in there. Uh, one of the first, uh, one of those first, uh, like Superman or Spider-Man or something. I can't make up the thing. But uh, I'm sure the kids love that, too. That's a draw, the background. It. Um, when I'm doing those Omegle videos or you're just discovering me for the first time, mm -hmm. the background will keep you long enough through, through a premise to <laughs> sort of, you know, so make okay. you like, okay, okay, this guy's funny. So yeah. it's like just interesting enough. And my favorite is, you know, every, every once in a while I'll do, a, I'll do an Omegle with a kid and like some, you know, teenage guy and he'll be like, that's a green screen. Okay, go, go pick up the Superman or whatever. And then I go pick it up and he's like, whoa, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's something else but tiktok that that place is something else uh it's it's crazy over there i keep i need to sign up as one of those uh vendors or whatever to sell shit like my book or something um but it, it's it's hard to stick out now it's gotten so huge and stuff but you're just you're just killing it eating up over there what what is some advice that you can give people that either want to start their own business because I know you've started a lot of companies or uh, to, to be more successful and TikTok to people that are out there or social media for that matter. Uh, nips, off nips, nip slips are the best thing to do. Um, <laughs> nip slips. Yeah. You need, yeah. To, you need to make, make sure your nipple slips out every now and then and you, yeah. you'll go viral. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it really is. A, it's a numbers game. I, you know, I, I talk to so many comics who, and business owners too, who are like, Oh, how do I, you know, how do I kill it on TikTok? I know, I know I've, you know, I've, I've got a way and I'm just like, okay, how many videos do you have? And they'll be like, well, I have nine videos on my TikTok yeah. account. And I'm like, okay, you need 991 more videos. And they'll just look at me like I'm an idiot. I have over 4,000 videos on my TikTok account. Wow. And so I literally shit out content and i and i and i do the same stuff multiple times you know um people don't realize that it, it is a it is a game of like sometimes the same thing won't go viral mm -hmm. it'll go viral the second time or the third time and you're like why did it like i've had books chris that are like three years old that i've read four times on tiktok and then the fifth time i read it it becomes a bestseller wow so it really is just like a numbers game. You have to do it as many times as you can possibly, you know, manage. Uh, and for me, that's a lot uh, because I, you know, I just know that, um, you know, uh, uh, content diarrhea is the key. <laughs> content um, diarrhea. This yeah. is the title of your new book. It's the title of my, of my my business your marketing book, book yeah. your business book. Yeah. yeah, it's my keynote speech content that I'm going to do. Diarrhea. Oh, we've got diarrhea. people on the show that are. You know, they've used the F word. Uh, uh, they've, you know, they've used the S word on the titles of their book. I mean, there's been some that I've been like, are you sure random, you know, the big publishing house published this? This was self-published. And uh, I mean, there's one guy who's got like a whole series of the F words uh, and stuff in him. And I'm like, I'm using the F words because I think we use our allotted YouTube swear word time. <laughs> as long as it's uh, within the first, as long as it's not in the first two minutes, I think. Is that what it is? It's yeah. the first two minutes? Yeah. Okay, there you go. First 30 yeah. seconds is hot, and then the first two minutes, and then after that, you're pretty good. Dude, I got so screwed by that because for like 10 or 13 years, you know, we swore it up on the show. Yeah. And then one day they decide, hey, we're YouTube and we just joined the Mormons and we don't swear anymore. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, all that old content? Yeah, that's all screwed. And you're just yeah. like, what thanks for helping hell? us build the company. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billion dollar company now. Um, so uh, what's the future hold for you? What, do you, what uh, Any plans in the future? You're just going to keep making new books and pissing off more people? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, um, <laughs> basically. Um, I'm, I, you know, one of the things I started doing this year, uh, 
over and above stand up is um I started creating fake products that don't mm-hmm. exist and uh I went really viral with a product called oh, Baby Mute. And um it was basically I used AI which is unbelievable. I, like AI if you're a comedian you're not using AI you're an idiot. Um it it's like you know I, I was able to create this I, I had this idea for like a mask that a baby would wear so that it would silence their cries. You know, so they could still cry but you wouldn't have to listen to it. Um <laughs> And, uh, so, so I used AI to create this image of this baby that looked kind of scared and it had this mask over its face and I bought babymute.com and I used, I, I used ChatGPT to write the copy. I told ChatGPT, I'm like, Hey, I got this product. It's called baby mute. It muzzles your, your, your baby's cries on long flights and movie nights. Here's what I want to do. And it wrote the, it wrote sales copy for me. You know, it did like long form sales copy. I, I dragged a bunch of images in and, and I made this like really basic one page website. And, uh, uh, within a week it went viral on Reddit, viral on all social media platforms. And I put a phone number, I put a Skype number at the bottom of that website for the first like four weeks. And Chris, the, so I, I launched it on a Tuesday and on Friday morning, every radio station in America was calling me. Oh and yeah, you like, would. And they were just like, you know, hi, is this baby mute? And I was like, yes, you know. And they're like, well, well, tell us how it works. And I would say science, you know. And I would just, I would just have these like stupid one word answers, and they would, they loved it. And they just, you know, they hand it up, and then they'd be like, okay, really, is, is this Brad Goss the comedian? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we got so many questions for you, Brad. Thanks for joining us. And and it went so <laughs> viral that I was able to like leverage it into a blue check mark and all these other cool things that, oh really, you know, like vanity things yeah. that people want, you know, on social media. And, um, uh, you know, I got a lot of good news coverage from doing that. And my publicist fired me that day. She was oh, like, yeah, she, right. she was like, this is, this is, um, not the kind of a client that I want to work with. And she fired me. And it wow. was funny because we had just started working together. She had to return my money cause I gave her a retainer, but she was disgusted cause she was a new mom. And of oh. course, you know, the, it, you cannot, you cannot even pretend to abuse babies when you're talking about new moms, right? They're just yeah, like, nope, yeah. nope, nope. So, you know, she's like, this is not a good direction for your career. And I'm like, you're saying that, but I'm going 10 X on this. Like I'm doing, I'm going to do this way more. So this is where we part ways. We're cool. You know, thanks for my money. Um, you know, and, and it, so that, that's kind of been a thing for me is like, so I've done some other fake products. Like I did one called toddler shred, which is basically like your baby's fat. And, you know, needs, needs to, you know, here's, here's some protein powder for your fat baby. Um, you know, I did, um, you know, just a bunch, just a bunch of random product ideas that, that were, you know, things that don't exist. Um, and that's kind of done well. And then, um, I'm doing, I did a card game this year, uh, with another comedian, Jay Rainville. It's called identity war. And the object of it's it's the most anti woke game you've ever seen. The the, ident- the the object of the game is to collect protected groups and become three protected groups. So you could win by being a gay disabled woman, ah. or you or you could win by being you know, uh, you know, trans, Muslim, indigenous. Uh, and so you know, and and the artwork in the game is in my style, where it's just like really, really you know, not appropriate. Um, and and that's done really well. We did a Kickstarter for that, it, it, and it tipped the campaign and did a, did some nice. some good numbers, and we've been able to sell a lot of copies of that. Um, and then uh, I'm also working on some. So I have this. We did a pilot for it. It didn't do as well as I hoped it would do, but I'm I'm not stopping. Um, for a for a like a children's style adult show called Brad's Apartment, uh, where basically you know it's it's like a cross between Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, and Sesame Street, but it's for grown-ups, you know. So, like, imagine you know arts and crafts time where we teach you how to put a condom on a banana or that kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> Are you going to do the whole sweater switcheroo with the slippers? No, 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 no. I, no, oh. I don't want to go. I don't want to imitate it. I want to. It's it's inspired by, but not yeah. a, par- a parody of. <clears throat> so the idea is just to have like this in this format. Like I have, um, I have these cartoon characters that I created, um, like Becky the Throat Goat. Mm-hmm. And so Becky, the throat goat, I'm like right off to my, I, I could show it to you, but I have a, a, I spent like two grand on a Hollywood puppeteer to make a Becky, the throat goat puppet. <laughs> and so she's this like slutty goat that's in love with me. And then I have like a cucumber Curtis, you know, who, who like, you know, is sad at the grocery store because nobody's picking him. And then he winds up inside your mom. Um, and then I have uh, clip clop, the racist horse 
Um, and he's like a former police officer and he's racist. And mm -hmm. so he kind of, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, and, and, um, I'm hoping to do more with that. And it's comedy, but you're going to play yourself in real life and then you'll have the puppets like, like, yeah, Sesame I'm, Street. I'm just me. I'm Brad. Yeah. So you're there you on, know, you're there on Sesame just, Street. It's just, just me. You know, the, I'm the yeah. adult in every one of those shows, there's puppets and then there's an adult mm -hmm. and I'm the adult, but I'm, but the idea is like, you know, like the, the pilot that we did is basically like, oh, the, you know, the, the supervised visitation monitor is coming and we need to clean this place up before she gets here. You know, that kind of a thing. Like I'm, I'm this like bad father who's like trying to get his kids back and, but you know, but it never happens because him and the puppets are just so such degenerates. <laughs> you know, I, I watched, uh, when Eddie, Eddie Murphy did Mr. Robinson live. And, uh, I, I caught the, I, I missed the first season of, uh, SNL, but I caught it after I caught it at the tail end and watched all that shit go down live. And I remember seeing that for the first time and I was on the ground and I couldn't fucking breathe because yeah. I had never known that I had always wanted to see a parody of Mr. Miss, uh, what was his name? Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Mr. Rogers <laughs> I wanted to see that too. Uh, that, uh, that's absolutely what inspired my favorite movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Death to Smoochie. Uh, I think I have. Haven't I? Robin Williams, Ed Norton, Danny DeVito. It's one of the best dark comedies ever made. And it's about a failed children's entertainer. I'm not sure uh, if I have. Oh, it, I highly recommend it. That and Two Girls, One Cup are the absolute best movies you'll ever see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go you know uh, people people we live in an age where comedy is so hard um and people just don't get it there, there's all this woke and triggering and victim we live in a victimhood uh, competition culture we talk a lot about that on the show with a lot of authors that come on now and comedy is just it's so important to from a human aspect to look at at who we are and our behavior and it's such a great vehicle to look at ourselves but jesus we kill comedy you know I mean, this, this world's going to get pretty dark. Um, you, you, you touched on how, you know, you've dealt with some stuff with like PR agents and I'm sure you've been fight, you've had to fight with TikTok and YouTube for your videos, probably Amazon too, to publish some of your books. Tell us what that's like. How do you overcome that? Or how do you, how do you deal with that when, you know, you're, you're trying to be censored? you just have to learn what you can and can't get away with. Um, and I've learned, you know, and, and, and I want to kind of touch on that cause I feel like there is, there is that sort of, you know, competitive victim uh, mentality that you, that you talk about. And, and it's like they're professional victims and they need to dump their trauma and they need to tell you their thing. Right. And, and what I've learned is everybody has a thing and they're mm -hmm. like, they all say the same thing. You all, you were, you know, I've been following you for two years and you're hilarious, but today you crossed the line. And I'm like, today? today, like today, like my first book was a man beating his wife. And today <laughs> I crossed the line. Like, are you sure about this? You know? And, and they're like, yeah, you made fun of crystal women, you know? And I'm like, what? You're a misogynist. And I'm, I, I, I can't, you know, this is where we part ways. And now like, you're a misogynist. I'm like bye loser. Um, and I really think if, if you're going to be a comedian, you can't care. You have mm -hmm. to not care about when you lose that fan. And mm -hmm. I actually put it in my bios. I say, you know, uh, uh, you know, eventually I'll offend you, but we can still be friends, you know, and, and it's kind of a thing. Cause I know that's going to happen. I know you're, I know at some point you're going to tell me I've crossed the line. And, um, to me, there is no line. That's the, it's an invisible line that everybody has a different place for. Mm. And so I really think that, you know, you got to learn like TikTok is TikTok is the hardest. So TikTok is, you know, it, 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 when you, when you think about like the snowflake mentality of like, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm easily offended by this and I don't want to see it. I need to rid the world of this thing that upsets me. That's TikTok. TikTok. Uh, you're not allowed to talk about racism on TikTok. It's hate speech. If you're white mm -hmm. and you talk about racism, you're a racist. Um, so if I, you know, I have a racist horse, he's banned from TikTok. Like he's not allowed on TikTok. I have a, I have a book called my racist dog banned from TikTok. My racist grand. I'm talking about racist people in a negative way. Yeah. But it, but they're banned because they because the stories contain racism and even though that like even though it gets to a place in the end where the the that person is bad or that thing is, you know, clip clop the racist horse cop gets fired at the end of the book doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter because halfway through the book he tramples a black person. 
So, you know, there's kind of this mentality that you can't even talk about these things anymore. And that's only on TikTok. So Instagram, I've never, I've I've never had a community guidelines violation on Instagram. The only time I get community guidelines, actually, that's not true. I've gotten them on Instagram, but they've only been for comments. So I've learned not to respond. Like if I, if I respond to a comment on Instagram, I'll get it taken down. But if I just make a video, it's never come down. Yeah. Um, YouTube, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, same thing, but TikTok, um, I, I, I am right on the line with TikTok. So I've learned you can have three violations in 90 days. And mm-hmm. if you have four, you, you'll be banned. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I take breaks, right? If I hit, if I hit that magic, I will appeal every violation and I'm pretty good at learning what I can and can't do. So lately I haven't really had that many, mm-hmm. but if I get one, and I can't, and I appeal it and it doesn't, and it doesn't win. That's fine. I keep going. And if I get two and I appeal it and it doesn't win, that's fine. I keep going. But if I get three, I put them in my calendar and I'm like, okay, I've had three in the last, you know, whatever days, uh, I I'm not going to post for another 20 days or I'll post the most tame ass content or repost old stuff that I know I'm going to get away with mm-hmm. until that 90 day period is over. And I can kind of reset and start again <laughs> and then they're fine right it's just like you know so understanding how this stuff works allows you to kind of play within the boundaries of, of each platform but uh tiktok has the most the most people get the most offended there and they and they report the most stuff there because they know they can and it, when you talk about things like cancel culture it's a real thing there are facebook groups of karens who yeah. gang up on you at the same time and and go report the same video in the same hour so that TikTok will take it down and then I appeal it and it goes back up. Yeah. So I was going to say that there seems yeah. to be these these bands of people that go around and shut you down. I've seen a lot Absolutely. of Absolutely. The amount of the, and 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 message to those people. I uh, you know, I'm so grateful that you give me so much of your time <laughs> because I can't imagine giving 1% of any hour of the day to anything that I don't like. Like if I don't like something, I just keep scrolling, man. Like I got no time for stuff I don't like. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I would do is put energy and effort into trying to remove something from the, the fire hose of content that's out there that I don't like. Cause Mm -hmm. somebody must like it. So whatever, you know what, put, put whatever you want up. Yeah. Uh, You know, and it's funny what you hit. There's, there's so many different things you've uh, written about and so many controversial stuff you can choose from. Recently, you wrote that book, you alluded to it. Mom's crystals won't save your pop pop. And you're just basically, I mean, my understanding is if I read the book clearly, Uh, I guess I should have, I have the audio book. it's Tell 30 us what seconds that book's long. About. The audio book's 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Why, why did that, uh, why, yeah, I listened to it when I'm peeing. Uh, why did that book uh, uh, hit uh, some nerves? I was surprised that it did, to be honest. You know, every <laughs> once in a while I write a book and I'm like, this one's tame. This one's not going to ruffle any feathers. It's just yeah. funny to me. And maybe some other people will find it funny. And, I, and, and the idea, the, the concept behind the book is it's, it's this woman that's big into woo-woo crystals. Mm-hmm. And her dad's dying of cancer and she thinks that, you know, rose quartz is going to cure it. And, and um, you know, and of course the doctors are like, no, no, he needs chemo. And she's like, amethyst, you know, and it's just like, wow, you know. And, and I really thought nobody was going to attack me over this book, Chris. This book, ha- I've been called misogynist. I've been called a woman hater. I've been called, um, uh, uh, um, and people are like, and here's the funny thing, because TikTok, ban- I have a book called Religion, uh, Controlling mm-hmm. People with Mythical Fear, and TikTok banned that book because it's anti-religious. Really? Yeah. So then a lot of people are like, you don't have the balls to do the same thing about Jesus. And I'm like, actually, I have that book. It's just been banned by TikTok. And they're like, what? You know? <laughs> So people, people have called it like, you know, uh, um, and like, like racist or, or, or misogynist or anti, you know, anti-religious, like they're like crystals is a religion, but my favorite are the, it's always men, right. Who say, well, the, you know, clearly you hate women cause only women like crystals. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, that's a sexist comment. Cause I'm sure there's men that think crystals are healing too. Like, yeah. you know, so, but I didn't really expect controversy over that book. And then I got it right. So yeah. sometimes I write books with like, and with a low expectation of, of triggering and then they trigger. I'm just like, this is the world we live in that like why daddy hits mommy has less anger than the crystal bitch book. And it's yeah. just like, you know, for some reason, um, you know, you hit these nerves with people and they just get so agitated. And then, and the funny thing is when someone's agitated, their expectation is for you to get on your knees and beg for forgiveness. Yeah. It's really, and when you, and when you don't, 
Mm-hmm. They lose their minds. They're just like, what, what, do you, what do you mean you're not apologizing? Because that's what they're expecting. They're expecting, because I, you know, I kind of consider myself, and not that this is the right thing to say, but I kind of consider myself uncancelable because I don't have a job. I don't work for a TV That's network. True. Yeah, I'm no. not, I don't have a, you know, I don't have an agent and any, like <clears throat> I self-publish my books. I self-publish mm. my videos. Everything's vertically integrated. There's nobody in between. You mm. can't call up some network and have me fired. <laughs> You've and, had people probably try to do that. Yeah. I, when I used to, it's funny when I used to have a company, I, I was listed on the website as, the, as, I think, and I think they just thought I was an employee of the company. So they would call the, they would call the vector tunes number and I would answer the phone. (laughs) And then they would be like, do you know that your employee, Brad Goss is a, is a misogynist and he's making hateful videos on TikTok and he is ruining the reputation of your company. And then I'm like, well, it's me, it's Brad. Oh, (laughs) and then they're like, well, let me talk to your boss. I'm like, well, I'm the owner of the company what can we talk about you know and then they hang up because they're so they're like oh you know i i needed somebody to fire this guy today and it's not happening so i'm going to go somewhere else and try and get him canceled you know what just struck me is those those simps those men that are hitting you and and or or just anybody really who are are trying to troll you and abuse you and and trying to cancel culture you that's bullying and these are the people who usually against bullying you know they're running around going we shouldn't bully yeah, but they're they're the ones. They're doing the biggest the bullies. bullies. They're the biggest bullies. Isn't that Absolutely. interesting? That just yeah. that just clicked in my head. Yeah, they are. They're, oh. they're they're the biggest bullies because they literally gang up on you to try and make you lose your job. And to them, that is totally justifiable. Like yeah. imagine imagine thinking somebody said some words that hurt me. I need to take food off of their family's table. I need yeah. to I need to starve that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really gotten out of hand, and it's really sad when men do it because. The sim culture that we have, this incel sim culture, is something that I, I'm just fighting against, as you know. Um, but but to see them, you know, their only strategy to be able to get women is to be able to try and stand up for just stupid stuff. Uh, you know, oh, you're going to offend women. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to offend them, and women don't care about those guys. That doesn't work, by the funniest. way. Yeah, that, yeah. that does not <laughs> work. <laughs> so it's just it's like the worst. They, they think it's going to help their profile, but it does not. It, yeah. No, no women are coming knocking yeah. because you're standing up for them in a comment section on TikTok. Is there? Yeah, has that ever been a thing? Is there? Like, is there any been? We maybe you should do like a parody of that where you should have people sit down. You know how they used to sit down and do those? Uh, like it wasn't Harry met Sally, and they had the side. I forget what they call it, but the side bit where they had the old couples. Like, how did you meet and fall in love? And they're like, oh, we saw each other at Times Square one day. You know, maybe we should have that like a parody thing where you're like, how did you guys meet? Oh, he stood up for me in a comment. And I was like, what a great simp. And I married him. <laughs> you know, I have a book called Daddy's a Simp. Don't expect much inheritance. Yeah, there you go. Right. There you go. But yeah, it's, it's really interesting. But this is why we need comedy more than ever. I mean, this is why it's so important because we need to laugh. We need to look at things. We were talking about this yesterday on the show about great comedians who can take and look at all the sides of something uh, that's maybe controversial, what we see is controversial, and be able to frame it so that we can go, hey, you know, both sides are kind of stupid and weird, and why do we do that? And it's all hypocritical, and we're all kind of full of shit, and maybe we should grow the fuck up. One thing I was going to say, too, is... <clears throat> Do you ever have people that come back to you uh, that you offend? You know, the, the, we talked about how there's the there's that moment that you finally cross the final bridge with them. One thing I would I would find on TikTok is I would find people talking about me on TikTok with each other, and they'd be like, "Yeah, that fucking Chris Voss. He said that one fucking thing, and and uh, I hate that dude. Yeah, he's a real he's a real garbage person. You see, like the whole back and forth on TikTok in public. Yeah. And and what's funny is they'd always say the same thing. They'd always be like, "Yeah, but I still follow him." Why? Why do you still follow him? Because I want to see the car crash. I want to see when he hits the Yeah, we can't wait to see what he's going to say next. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the Howard Stern effect, right? Yeah. Like, and you're like, you're still watching me. And I've had people convert. <clears throat> I've had people come back to me and go, hey, I finally got it. I finally got you. I finally right. got over it. Let's be friends again. Yeah. And uh, so I imagine there's a whole host of people that you have that, you know, maybe there's this. They don't admit it. Watch you. They won't tell me. <laughs> I've never had anybody, 0%, nobody has ever said to me, oh, I'm, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Um, they may silently follow me back, but, yeah. um, and, but I do, I have read those on, like, <laughs> I have a lot of negative comments about me on Reddit and, and a lot of people will say that kind of stuff where they're like, well, I just continue to follow him because he's such an arrogant prick that I just, I, I can't wait to see what he's going to say next. And I'm like, yeah. and you know, they're secretly laughing at some of the stuff. 
They just can't give you up. They're no, like they can't. Yeah, they, they can't give it up. They can't. They just can't quit you. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. It, I, I want to be unquittable. There you go. It's funny how that works. I mean, I, I just found one of my ex-partners, uh, my ex-business partner from, geez, we were friends when I was 13 and we had a company for 13 years. His ex, his, his wife now, she was a girlfriend at the time I, we were in our companies, um, is still stalking me. Still found, I found her making comments on uh, the, she's blocked on Facebook, but found her making comments on the Facebook. And I'm like, 40 fucking years and you're, What? Yeah. Get over me. Apparently, I mean, I'm she not never, apparently she never wanted your partner. Oh, wow. Dude. <laughs> uh, that's a bad image to have in my head. It was all about you, Chris. It was all about you. <clears throat> yeah. She was uh, one of those people I never date. Uh, there's none of booze and drugs and alcohol and, and uh, I don't know, crack cocaine and fentanyl in the world. Uh, so that's, that's where we're different. I, I'd bang just about anything. <laughs> well, you know, aren't you married now again? Yeah. Yeah, well, see, merry guys. Uh, it's a merry joke, people. Uh, so uh, what have we touched on, Brad, that you do and you know, we can promote for you before we go out? What so haven't we touched on? on? We, we've, oh. touched on we've touched a lot of things. <laughs> you do in your books, evidently, or suggest, in comedy. Um, you know what I was going to suggest is since you piss everybody off with the crystals, maybe you should go on a on a on a, on a a crappy career run. Like, Have you done one on MLMs? That'll piss some people off. I haven't, but that 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 you should. I, it could it could work. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel like it's one of those things that gets attacked a little too much. <laughs> so I find like you know if everybody's piling on, it's not for me. Uh, um, but you know maybe ayahuasca, but maybe you there know you it's like that. That's the whole thing where you you know you go to Peru and you get some poor people to make you high so that you can find yourself and go back to your first world problems. I think that's probably something <laughs> that could be touched on. I actually have a book out, a book coming out in a couple of weeks called girl math. I don't know if you know about that trend. No. Oh, yeah. oh wait, I, is, is this the same as the whole math guy on TikTok? Uh, I don't think so. There's a, Oh, maybe oh. Uh, there's girl math, which is, which is the idea that if you buy something uh, oh, for, and right. you ret- and you return it, it's like making money. Yeah. Right. And so you, you, you just made money by returning something or, or, or if you, uh, if, if you, you know, if, if you buy something for 50 bucks, but you get free shipping at a hundred, but shipping is five dollars. You spend a hundred dollars to save money. Yeah, right? I've seen it's, the TikTok people do. I've had girlfriends do that to me too. Back in the day, they'd be like, "Yeah, I got thirty percent off, and then I returned it, so I have thirty percent more to spend." And then if I go someplace and I get fifty percent, then I have eighty percent off yeah. to spend. Yeah, and you're like, "That's not that's not the way it works. That's not how that works." Um, but uh, what was the other idea I just had for you? It wasn't MLMs. Oh, you should do one on the ketamine stuff. Have you done one on ketamine? It's getting really popular. I just there's some local places that popped up here that do ketamine therapy, and I really? know Elon Musk was, yeah, it's like getting huge here in America. Uh, and uh, Elon Musk evidently is a ketamine cowboy. They call him. Really? Yeah. I've never tried the vitamin K. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I think I did once, but I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, you don't remember, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, I d- it was. It was. I think I took too much. <laughs> I think I took too much. I used to the bodybuilders, the male, the male uh, bodybuilder uh, models for my modeling agency used to take special K, and mm-hmm. they would they would go shoot each other up with testosterone in the buttocks in the in the bathrooms, and I'm like, why do you tell people that you do that? Number What's one? the ketamine for? For why would you take it for bodybuilding? Yeah, I don't I, get it. I think it has. It's they used to call it special K. So yeah, I think it's yeah. the same thing. Special K. And uh, I, I don't know. It vitamin was, K, it was, but it was yeah, it's special. Just part K of the horse tranquilizer cocktail they were taking, and I never knew why. But they would always come out with their shirts off and be all excited about everything they did in the bathroom, and just like <laughs> you're shooting each other in the butt. Maybe you should do a book on that. They, they, they're like, yeah, we I would love to do one on testosterone because there's a lot of dudes taking mm-hmm. testosterone right now. I feel like that's something worth making yeah. fun of. Uh, yeah, there's a Liver King guy who had the whole conundrum. Have you seen that one guy that he's very, he's really young and he's getting some shit right now because he's kind of new on TikTok. And he's taking so much he can barely freaking breathe. Oh, yeah. And people, people are kind of throwing shit. They're like, dude, you're going to kill yourself. It's great. Where did, like, where does it even come? If you're taking <laughs> testosterone, are they synthesizing that? Or are they taking it from like horses and stuff? Like, where is it coming I from? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, I'm kind of having, I'm reaching that point where I've got to make a decision. on The problem with testosterone is once you start, you can't stop. 
And it makes you, but it makes you aggressive. Like I have a buddy that does it yeah. and, and, and he like, he's, you know, at first couple of weeks he was swearing by it, but he kept telling me I had these aggressive thoughts mm-hmm. and like fast forward a couple of years later. And he's like, I fought a dude on the plane. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you know, I'm on the no fly list. Yeah. He got, he got up from his seat too early and I told him we're going to scrap and, uh, you know, I'm like, what do you do? What do you? What, what like you're a grown man you're picking fights in the airport you know? yeah <laughs> like, oh dude when i had my modeling agency my girls would date the male models and they would have roy and every now and then not all guys get it but some guys get roid rage really bad and that's my worry because i'm already aggressive enough as it is um and an asshole so uh narcissistic tendencies so i, I think i'd have a problem with it but yeah the roid rage is like so out of fucking control I, um, I I love narcissistic tendencies. By the way, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's I feel like it's one of those things that's like everybody diagnoses us as narcissists, like men in general. Women, nobody ever says my ex girlfriend is a narcissist, but everybody yeah. says my ex boyfriend, my ex husband is a narcissist, and it's like yeah. everybody's a mental health expert these days. But I feel like there's a healthy like there's <laughs> there's like a healthy amount of narcissism required for you to be good at your game, yeah. right? It's like you kind of <clears> got to be like. You know, I'm 100% honest here. I'm full of myself. I think I'm awesome, <laughs> right? And I really don't like, but I also do have empathy for some. Uh-huh. And, I, but I feel like it's okay to be that way if you're cool with it. Like, you know, people used like, you hear a lot of people who are like, you have to detach yourself from your ego. And I'm like, no, I need to feed my ego every morning. <laughs> like, I need to get up. And I need to pour myself a bowl of ego and put it in my mouth because I'm having some right now in my coffee. Attaboy. Attaboy. You know, you got to feed it. If you know, nobody who's at the top of their game is walking around with no ego. Mm. Like it just doesn't, unless you're, you know, some, you know, Zen master guru guy. Um, I, I feel like there's, there's a healthy amount of ego required and you need to kind of be, you know, at least 10, 20% narcissistic to pull it off. Um, because, especially in comedy, you know, some of my favorite comics are absolute monsters. They're assholes. And, yeah. they, and you know, Bill Burr is a great example. I mean, his rants are epic yeah. and he, and he's, those are coming from a place of honesty. Those aren't, he's not having that written for him. That's coming from his own feelings. <laughs> and, you know, I, I recently quit smoking cannabis like three weeks ago. Oh, really? I'm sorry. And, I, and uh, I'm sorry too. I'm going <laughs> through the worst. I'm having the worst time. Like people are like, Oh, you're going to feel so much better. Dude, I'm having the worst nightmares. Really? Like, like I had night. I'm gonna tell you about this. Okay, I had a nightmare last night, and I who knows where this stuff comes from, right? But I had this nightmare that it broke into my elementary school, and then the alarms went off, and I started running, and I looked behind me, and I can't remember what they look like, but somehow I know they were Mexicans. I was being chased by Mexicans, and I <laughs> and I woke up screaming because they were beating me to death. I was being beaten to death by fictional Mexicans in my dream. And I'm like, this. These are the most vivid dreams I've had in like 20 years because I smoked cannabis for 20 years. Did you had you had tacos uh, that night or something? No, that's the weird thing. I don't, even, I don't even like. I don't even like Mexicans. I mean Mexican food. Um, and so it was like it was this weird thing, right? Where it was like, you know, it just it it just I had this, and and then I had and then I and then I went to sleep and I had this dream that I that I robbed my own father, you know, and I'm like and and I'm like this stuff is so far fetched, right? Because yeah. you know, um. Are you trying to get off the pot or can you take edibles? I, I take edibles. Um, I, I, the edibles don't do anything for me. I wish they did, but they yeah. never have. Oh, and they, wow. and, uh, it's like, it's, it seems like I, I can take a, a ridiculous amount of them and have zero effect. And then one more milligram and I'm a monster and there's oh. just like no in between. And huh. so it's just, it's not, it hasn't worked for me. Um, and I, and I do love smoking. Like every day I think about it. <laughs> And like, it's been, it's been three weeks and I, and I only quit because I had a bit of a chest infection and I was like, okay, I need to stop because it's messing with my lungs. And then I was, and then it was like a week went by and the chest infection went away and I'm like, let's try to sustain this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't even know where I was going with this, but you know, like, like I, I quit and, and I, and I'm, I'm still waiting for it to be good. Like, you know, I haven't had, I'm not, I haven't gotten to the place where I'm like, I've had zero positive effects from this for whatever huh. reason. It's just like, it's, it's been, it's been hell. And it's not, it's like, I, I, I crave it. I, I'm having negative side effects from not doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's really bumming me out. I'm like, where's the upside of this? Cause I haven't found it yet. Maybe it'll happen in six <laughs> months, but I don't know if I can wait that long. Do you have an addictive personality? <sighs> Did you used to smoke? 
cigarettes? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 So there's probably a connection there. Yeah, I think I think I think I quit smoking cigarettes, kept smoking weed. I think I, yeah. I think I just I traded one. You trade addictions; that always happens, right? Yeah. So I'm just I'm just waiting for my eating disorder to kick in. Yeah, kick in. You'll be like 400 pounds like me, and and then you'll be there. I could pull um, off. I could pull off fat guy. I could totally pull off fat guy. <laughs> don't do it. I recommend yeah. it. I got Pick fat a, guy vibes. Get another addiction habit. Like I don't know. Yeah, you ever see these people that they're always talking about porn addiction and they claim that they don't do porn anymore? Have you done a book on that yet? Um, no. There's these coaches on TikTok all the time, and they're like, men should not do watch porn at all. And I don't, I forget what they call it, but it's code for uh, wanking the monkey. Fap. Yeah, you don't fap anymore. No fap. And they're coaches to do this. Like, I don't know. Who, do you want everyone to have a conversation with the guy? Hey, you know what? Have you, uh, you know, spanked the monkey today? Uh, tell me the I mean, truth kind of weird like tell me the truth i mean you know, i only have those conversations with my priest because i feel uh, like i feel like you know monkeys are doing it all the time monkeys are constantly masturbating right yeah. and it's just, once they figure out how to do it they just never stop yeah so i feel like that like that addiction is as old as time i don't think that's an addiction that's just self-pleasure you know and, and and doing that as much as you can it's i, I feel like there's no i mean at some point you're going to hurt yourself right so yeah. there's always a line yeah, right? so. there's all, there's always a line for too much masturbation. Yeah, but but I, I, it's kind of extraordinary to me, and it's weird when I see women doing it. Um, it's like, why are you giving men advice? Uh, you have no idea what goes on in our heads with with that whole with our sexual attraction. And uh, but yeah, there's these coaches that you know they and they what see what what gets me about them is they claim that they they quit like doing it. Like, right, I quit in 1985, and I haven't. I haven't touched that thing since, except to go pee. And I'm like, come on, man. It's like with those preachers who always, you know, say gay people are bad. And then they get caught with, uh, you know, a bowl of meth and, and some guy in a massage parlor, you know, yeah, all the in, time. A, in a cubicle yeah. in a men's room. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you hear one of those preachers or somebody on the right talking about how, yeah. uh, there's a oh, glory yeah, hole, there's a glory hole nearby. Yeah. You're like, that dude's in the closet. It's just a matter of time that he falls out. You know, the, the louder you roar on the thing. And so I always wonder about those guys. I'm like, we, we, we should be able to like look at people's browser history and see what they've been watching and stuff. So I, don't but know. I feel like, you, you know, if you're like, and this is a male specific thing, right? But like post not clarity is like a real thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like there have, there are times where you, if, if you don't, take care of that if you don't take care of your need to do that you're you're not able to focus on anything else mm -hmm. at least me right so sometimes like i need to get on with the day you know mm -hmm. and i just need to i need to clear my mind of all these thoughts of like you know ha having you know whatever six cheerleaders whatever whatever it is i'm thinking about <laughs> this is the first thing that came to mind so why clearly, not seven why six why stop come there? on really seven i mean we're be gluttonous. I don't know, dude. I mean, there's only there's only so many digits. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but I feel like you know, without doing that, you're not you're not able to get to to the other side where you're like like you know. Sometimes guys will be, and I've heard stories about this where you know, when you're single and you're chasing some girl that you don't even really want, you're just you're you're just sexually attracted to her, mm -hmm. and and like if if like and and he'll be texting her. And it will be like furious texting and she'll be responding, you know, and he's like, you know, I, I want you, I want you, I want you. And then he goes and, and jerks off. Right. Uh -huh. and, and then he just completely ignores her. And then she's like, what happened? Where, where did he go? You know? <laughs> and it's cause he doesn't, he realized he doesn't want you. Yeah. <laughs> it was all, it was all, you know, in the digit and like, and, and now he's over it cause he took care of himself. And, and so it's like, there's this weird I don't know. It's, yeah. I, I feel like it's like without, without getting that clarity, I know there, I know there are times in the, in the day where if I don't, if I don't take care of it, you know, it's all I'm going to think about all day and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get any work done. The second half of the show has gotten real personal, Brad. I feel like we should have doc, Dr. Ruth here to help us out with the show. It's more yeah. of a Dr. Phil. It's more Dr. <laughs> Phil than Dr. Ruth. Yeah. Cause I feel so. like I need to go to turnabout ranch. I feel like, I feel like I should be helping you with this. Like I like I'm your therapist. I don't need help point. jerking off. But thank no. you. <laughs>
You walked right into that one. Right into that one. Yeah, I have this image. Of, I'm looking at your background. I have this image that the whole floor is covered in uh, dry socks. Uh, so <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, there you go. Um, so, you know, uh, it, it's so funny. You have so many books that you've written and that I have to actually ask you before I give you an idea for a book. Have you done this yet? I mean, that's how many books you read. Isn't that amazing? I love that. You have to be like, hey, have you written a book about MLM stuff? And you're like, yeah, I probably. Uh, this is so funny. So, are you just going to keep writing books? Then you're going to keep looking for new material. Are you going to keep doing stand up? Yes, to all the things. Um, there you go. I uh, you recently the, in LA doing stand up with some yeah, yeah. I did the Burbank stand-up. Comedy Festival. Yeah, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But as a Canadian, I can't get paid in the U.S., so I have to go for free and on my oh. own dime. Until I have, until I get my, I'm, I'm applying for a person of extraordinary abilities visa. Yes. Oh, there you go. Um, so once I get that, I can get paid. But yeah, the last couple trips to the U.S., I had to get zero dollar contracts from the comedy club so that I could go through U.S. customs and say, I, I'm bringing money in. I'm not taking any money out. And they're like, welcome to America. You know, um, <laughs> so, uh, so that, so you know, that, that throws a wrench into the machine a little bit, right? Where yeah. um, even when the clubs want to pay. Uh, I got to tell them not to. And then they're like, we love you, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, please come back more. We love yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking a break from stand up because here's the funny thing, right? You mm-hmm. talk about TikTok and all this stuff here in my basement in Toronto, I can flip on my phone right now and I can go live on TikTok. And in one hour, I can be exposed to 80,000 people. Holy crap. Pick up three to 4,000 new followers. Now, hopefully sell, this isn't while you're mid-nut. Sell, well, it's, it's post. You it's, all, it's all, it's all post. It's there. all post-nut. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I can get a huge amount of people to watch me uh, in a short amount of time without any warning, without any scheduling of the live. Just like flip it on, go live. No warning. No, you know, emailing my list none of those things and pick up a massive amount of viewers um, and sell a lot of books and get new followers, huge exposure yeah. doing what I'm good at doing on stage for 50 people or a hundred people or 300 people. Yeah. Um, you know, and so the, the, you know, like even if I go to Toronto to do a, a stand-up show, you know, which I do fairly regularly. And it's funny when in the Toronto comedy scene is kind of weird. They don't really like you. Right. The attitude is, oh, you're famous in the internet. You're a loser. You know, they want, they want comics who work at the bank, you know, who come in and they've been doing it for 10 years and they're just, you know, they hate the world. And, 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 but when I go to the U S and I post clips of me on stages in the U S the Toronto, the Toronto comedy clubs are like, Hey buddy, come on back. You know, (laughs) like all this, it's, it's, it's like, it's like when you have a girlfriend in high school and then you go to camp and you bang somebody else. She's, you know, she just wants you more. Um, <laughs> so it's like, you know, so you, you come back and these clubs want you and, and you have a good time doing it, but it's like, okay, so to do for me to go, like, I'm going to go do some gigs at the end of the month in Toronto mm-hmm. and I'll do like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Right. So I got to get in my car, drive to, you know, the, the club 45 minutes away uh, you know, pay for parking. Uh, I'll probably go out for dinner. Uh, you know, I'll probably buy a drink at the club. Um, I'm out a few bucks, which I don't care about, but it's like, uh, you know, I'm out this money and then I do this gig and I might get nothing or I might get 20 bucks or I might, depending on the venue, I might get 150 bucks. You know, it's not a lot of money to do stand up. I do it um, just for the lives. But, but that's the whole point, right? Is yeah. you do it, you do it for the live laughs, but the, 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 the net result is, exposure to maybe 50 or a hundred people that have never heard of me, yeah. or I can flip on that live. And in the amount of time it takes me to drive to the comedy club, I can pick up three, 4,000 new followers. That makes more sense to me. And a lot of people are like, yeah, but you can't, you know, you can't compare them. But the problem is I am comparing them. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a question of, of uh, return on investment of time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I do both. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. On the day that I'm going to do the, when I go to Toronto and do a club, I'm going to go live on TikTok that day anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I do both, but the amount of effort that I put in here in my basement is mm-hmm. way more financially lucrative than the amount of effort I put going on a plane to Los Angeles. Yeah. 
the ROI of time. And I've always wondered about that, about comedians, because, you know, they spend a lot of time uh, uh, flying and going from city to city. And, you know, sometimes you play some you know, weird places and some backwoods places and stuff. And But, uh, you know, uh, it, it, if you can kill it on TikTok, like, why not? You know? Yeah. There's a lot of comedians doing well with their own podcasts. Uh, some famous comedians, you know, they've got HBO shows, but they're actually probably doing better on their podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Than they are doing the thing. They get so, way more money to read a promo yeah. than their entire Netflix special will pay them. Yeah, and and sometimes the I don't know. Some I, I there's one comedian I know I won't mention, but uh, his podcast is actually funnier than his stand up. At least I think so. <laughs> oh, you got to tell me who <laughs> he's that got is. His, he's got his wife on. You may know. He oh, just Tom Segura. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, he's one of my yeah. favorites, dude. His wife having his wife on there and them going the banter back and forth is what makes yeah. it funnier. Yeah. Cuz his wife's a comedian too. Yeah, Christina. She I yeah. dude, I think they're they're two of my favorites. I mean, yeah. um and and uh I'm not going to lie. I think Christina's hot. When she gets dressed up like a goth girl, oh my god. <laughs> goth Christina. <laughs> We know what you were into in high school. Oh my god! Yeah, she's. I can see how she was really hot a long time ago, but she's cute now. Um, but yeah, I watched part of his stand up, and I just like, yeah, it's it's good. I'm not really. It wasn't vibing with me. I don't know if it was the timing or what. But uh, yeah, his podcast, I love it. And of course, it's on TikTok and killing it over there. So yeah, there you go. Uh, so final thoughts as we go out. Final pitch to the audience to pick up your books and everything, Brad. Pick up my books and everything, um, you know. <laughs> or else. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, you know, look, look for the stuff that's going to offend you. Um, look for the stuff, you know, uh, that's going to make your mom use the C word when you open it, when she opens it on Christmas day. Um, oh. what give it away at Christmas. There you go. I never knew think about that. Yeah. One of my books last year, it was called Mike hunt smells like fish. <laughs> And Chris, that was another one of those books. I didn't think I was just like, my cartoonist was like, Hey, I need some extra work. And I had this dude, I, I sat on this idea for 18 months. And this is how stupid I am. I sat on the idea for this book for 18 months and it sold better than all my other books combined. Oh yeah. I published it in September last year and it became, it, it got to number 40 on Amazon, all products. Wow. Um, and just sold a stupid number of copies. Like no, like, I thought I was doing well. And then I published that book and I was like, wow, this changed everything. <laughs> and, you know, people bought it for one reason because they wanted their, they wanted to make somebody open that book and say the words, Mike hunt at Christmas. <laughs> you see people that do that on, on YouTube and, and TikTok for years where they'll, they'll go into the, the Starbucks. Yeah. And they'll have them put some sort of thing that, that ends up being that. Uh, you know, comedy just never fails. And if you can't laugh in life, people, please an, seek mental help. Here's one more. My clit shouldn't <laughs> be hard to find. <laughs> uh, hopefully there's some instruction there because I know a lot of guys that uh, need that help, uh, evidently. from what Some I've don't heard. even think it's real. Yeah. Uh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> Anytime I'm dating women and, and you hear about their uh, ex, their exes and their ex lives, and you're like, "Wow, how did you stay married for 20 years?" I, like, well, they're uh, just te they're just telling you that because they want you to try and find it. Oh, I find right? it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been single all these years uh, and happy for nothing. Uh, yeah, I know what to, I know how to find my. Way I know where the parts are. I know where the parts are. I read I read some books early on. That's the real key. This uh, they have those anatomy books, and then I and then uh, I always subscribed to Playboy when I was young. So there was that. Uh, but yeah, um, so it's been fun to have you on. Let's not to wait. I think it was like seven years ago we had you on the show. Five, last time, last time I did your show, <clears throat> the entire country of India was all <laughs> was 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 trying to kill me. Do you remember that? I don't remember. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's they right. stole one of my, some, some Facebook page that's like super popular in India with like yeah. 10 million followers or something stole one of my, stole their, stole my graphics for their logo. Uh -huh. And I, I, I contacted them to take it down and they were like, no. And so I reported them and then they had their, they got their Facebook page shut down. And then they were like, please, sir, please tell Facebook to put our page back up. And I was yeah. like, no. And then, and then they went to some other page and they told the, like, and, and dude, it was like, it was like you want to like you want to get canceled or you want to go viral piss off the entire country of india 
And it was oh, just, it was, and you, I remember you were talking, you and I talked about it. It was like kind of at the peak of when it was happening. And I was like, wow, this is like a crazy time in my life for, for me to do a podcast with you. And uh, I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Chris Voss show. And the last time I did it, I was being like completely like inundated. Like it was coming from everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, I mean, it came from everywhere. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was, it's been, I think it was like seven years ago. It was like 2017. Uh, November 21st, 2017. There it is. There you go. So what how was it? Six years? Something yeah. Like six that? years ago. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. You're up for the six year anniversary there in a few, in another month. Uh, well, it's been wonderful to have you and I'm glad to call you a friend, Brad. Uh, yeah, we have likewise. the same sort of dark humor and narcissistic, uh, probably dark triad tendencies. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. We like pissing off people. You know, I have people write me about some of the stuff I post on Facebook and they're like, you have a lot of anger about simps and, and what men are doing. And I'm like, I really don't. I just write stuff to piss people off and, pissing and entertaining like i'm just here to entertain like half the stories i tell i'm just like i'm not angry about them i just think they're funny stories yeah i'm like this look how stupid this is look how hypocritical this thing is i mean most of my stuff is about hypocritical stuff and people mistake anger for when you point out stupidity they mistake it for anger it's so hard because i'm like do i need to write it different or do they just not get it and that's why i all my stuff is private now because most of my friends get me and they're like, yeah, he's doing his, he's doing his shit stuff. And, and I, and I do try and incorporate that comedic thing where as a, as a, as a comedian, you do sprinkle some truth bits that are going to hurt. They're going to be painful. Um, you know, uh, who's, who's the comedian who's, he's not gotten canceled. He's tried to get canceled a few times on his Netflix because he talks about transgenderism. Chappelle. Yeah. David Chappelle. And he's so good at that making, you know, he'll, he'll bash everybody. He'll go the full circle on, on everybody involved, but you know, he'll, he'll jab you with some stuff. And Chappelle has hurt. two things that I'll, that I don't have. Mm-hmm. One is blackness and two is fuck you money. <laughs> right. And when you have fuck you money, you can say whatever you want. That's true. Right. That's he true. lives in Ohio, you know, no, like nobody's <laughs> coming for him. And so he can say whatever he wants and he's got enough money to keep yeah. him and his, and his entire generations of his family in, in comfort forever. Um, you know, that's, I aspire, I aspire to have the blackness. There you go. And well, and the money and the fuck you money. I could, we'll just keep you and I working on that. So we'll get there one of these days. Yeah. There you go. Uh, So thank you very much, Brad. It's been wonderful to have you on the show. I'm glad to call you a friend again. Keep uh, doing what you keep pissing people off. Damn it. A little bit of narcissistic and dark triad and Machiavellianism. uh, will get you laid. Uh, So thank you for coming on. Uh, Give us your dot coms one more time too. So we can get that out. It's uh, bradgoss.com. Um, that's how it's spelled. Just like that. Brad Goss. Oh, G-O-S-S-E. Got the stickers and everything. I got, got stickers. The, I got merch and everything. Just the merch. Just get the merch. I got my own called. logo. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Uh, get them as smart as you are. That way, when you... Uh, Go to Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner. You know you can uh, you they you don't have to put up with their stupidity. Plus, order some of Brad's books and give them away at Christmas. What a great thing to have! I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna buy some for my coffee table. So when dates come over, they're like, "What are you reading there?" And then they'll leave. Literature. So, and maybe maybe I want them to leave. That's the whole point because there's a certain point of that relationship where you're like, "It's time for you to go. It's been a week." Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, go to goodreads.com for just Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com for just Chris Foss. Is this, are these on Goodreads, by the way? Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, Chris Foss one on TikTok and Chris Foss on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.